the pool rounds are done and dusted. Four down, 11 to go, and one winner left standing. It's the Vitality Hockey World Cup, and you're with the World Cup Daily. And once again, welcome to the World Cup Daily, your link to the Vitality Hockey World Cup. I'm John Lee, and joining me to look at the action that's been and the action coming up is Matt Allen. How are you, Matt? I'm good, John. Good to be here once again. Show number 10 of the World Cup Daily. Like you said, four down. There's also 24 games down so far and 12 to go. 102 goals at 4.25 goals a game. The action just doesn't stop, does it? Oh, it's been fantastic. And uh, it was a very intriguing final day's play in the pool rounds. That's like, like you said, that's all of the pools done now. So we know all the teams that are heading into the crossovers and the potential opponents for those sides that finished top of their groups and made their way directly into the quarterfinals. Well, we'll kick off the action with the uh, first game of the day. And that was from uh, Pool A, Korea and China. And these two were playing for a place in the... Uh, in the crossover finals, one place, two teams, and it was a hard-fought contest, a one-all draw, one-all at quarter time and one-all at full time. That's right, and like we said on the show yesterday, um, so it, it, only one of the teams needed a draw because of the goal difference there, and unfortunately it was China that lost out on one goal in the end, and uh, they've, they've been eliminated. South Korea live another day. They do, and we'll get to who they'll be playing in the upcoming crossover finals very shortly. Um, early goals scored, first, second goal, the Korean goal scored right on the smacker of quarter time, so a, probably a fairly dour tussle. If you look at it though, China had 20 circle entries to Korea 11 and 10 shots on goal to Korea 7. Uh, penalty corners, only two to China. It's probably what let them down if you look at the fact that they uh, they had 20 entries and could only get two penalty corners out of it. Uh, they'd probably be disappointed with that and their ability to convert was probably what saw them end up having to pack their bags. Yeah, I think it's also an area, the penalty corner, where China feel that that's a strength of theirs. Um, I know they're now going to be heading home um, with a little bit of heart because they've got a young side there and they know they've got to build from somewhere. And uh, they'll go home now and get focused on, on the Asian games. Next up from Pool A, it was the top of the table Netherlands taking on the surprise packets of the tournament, Italy, who had already booked their place in the, at least the crossover and a, fire, a win against the Netherlands could have seen them into the quarters. It wasn't to be though and it was a record-breaking game I believe. That's right, the largest win in a, in a World Cup since the history, the, since the tournament began. 12-1 to the Netherlands, goals from Matlin, Van uh, Maasaka, Jonker, Van Geffen, Van Marle, Dirks van der Hoek, Dirk Allien, Dirks. Uh, van Marle scored four in that game and that puts her on to seven for the tournament and to the, to the lead of the scoring charts. Um, and of course, Colleen Dirks scored two and we heard from her on the ground with Teo. A nice day. It was a very nice day. I never scored two goals. Um, I, so, I sometimes score, but not that many. I think I scored like 26 goals in my whole career and to score two now in a 200 cap is uh, quite amazing. Yeah. I was a little bit shocked as well. I think you see it in the images on the video stream. I saw my reaction like, oh, <laughs> I scored twice. No, it was just a, a very good game, very good win. What are your thoughts on the game? 
Well, I didn't expect to score that many goals against Italy because I think Italy is a quite a good team and they have some pretty good uh, individual players. Uh, and our, f- our first quarter was a little bit slow. Um, we were 2-0 up, but Alison was, yeah, they, she got a little mad. She was like, girls, we can do better than this and we need to get the pace up. Tempo of the game and I think from the second qu- quarter on we did uh, and we just played a, a very good game. And it would be a pretty good day if you'd managed to peg a couple of goals on a, a, a World Cup finals campaign. That's right, 12-1. It's a bit of a pumping, isn't it? But I think the the Italian girls knew that they were going to face a barrage in that game. They'd said before their hopes were to concede less than seven, like the Dutch had scored in the the previous two games. Uh, They didn't quite manage that. But look, they're uh, they're going through to a a playoff. Well, have a listen to this. The um, possession was 54% Italian, 46% the the Dutch. And... um, this is uh, the one that I find quite surprising. Uh, Netherlands, 48 circle entries, 39 shots on goals, 10 penalty corners. Uh, the Italians, 7 entries, 6 shots on target. But they did manage to get 4 penalty corners from their 7 entries. I don't believe Anne Dahl, the Dutch keeper, touched the ball too much in the game. I think I think she took credit for a, uh, a touch, but when the corner was um, was broken down and uh, was reset, but she, we, we, um, Teo caught up with Anne Veenendaal after the game. What what makes the Dutch special? Is it special porridge in the morning or something? Or? <laughs> yeah, special drink before the game. No, um, I think what I just said it's just uh, just a lot of teamwork. We don't. Uh, I mean, we have individual good players as well, but um, I think. Our strength is that we have some of that and combinate it with a, a lot of good teamwork, so a lot of combination, a lot of passing, um, and that's what makes our goals today as well. So. Yeah, she might joke about it, but I'd still be keen to be drinking the same coffee as those girls, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the water. Yeah. Uh, game, game number three of the evening, John. Yes, game number three. And uh, it was one I was looking forward to. Hinges of two, uh, the hopes of two teams hinged on it. India versus the United States. Now, depending on what happened in this game, could have put a lot of pressure on in, onto England. Um, and it could have. It ended up the way I thought it might. A draw, one all, which saw the United States leaving the tournament, which would be absolutely devastating for the girls. Yeah, well, that's right. Both uh, India and the United States got the draw against England, um, and it's come down to goal difference again. So just the one goal in it that's seen India finishing third and the United States going home. And we heard from victorious captain Rani Rampal. In the first quarter, the Indians looked very, very energetic. Yeah, in the first quarter, our team was, you know, just too aggressive to, uh, you know, take a steal every ball from the U.S., and uh, girls fought really well, you know, and they worked so hard. Everybody worked so hard. Everybody gave their 100%. Um, uh, because we know this is do and die game. If we draw and if we win, we are in the crossovers. Must have been quite hard to maintain that level of intens- intensity. Yeah, it was uh, like difficult to, uh, uh, you know, when it is so intense game, difficult to hold it. But our team is so fit, you know, our team is improved a lot in fitness and we are stronger, faster than before. And we hold the USA very well until the last minute. And uh, 
That was Rani Rampol talking about her team's performance against the United States. If you look at some of the uh, the statistics, Matt, uh, the USA 26 circle entries and 11 shots on target. India a bit less, 19 and 10 shots on target. But they had six penalty corners from their, their 19 circle entries. And it, US have managed to shade them on possession, 52% to 48%. So, you know, the, the Americans would think that they, they had a chance. Yeah, but like you say, there's not much in it there at all. Um, the US would be very disappointed, and you certainly hear that in the voice of Melissa Gonzalez, who caught up with Teo right after the game. So, Melissa, not the result you wanted today. No, I mean, you know, that's that's sport. Some days it falls your way and some days it doesn't. And, you know, to be honest, I don't think we deserve that win. And that's a tough pill to swallow and that's a tough statement to say out loud. But, again, I mean, especially against tough opponents, you can't just go out there and not play a first quarter or a second quarter. Or, I mean, you need to be consistent all the time. And I think that's what separates teams in these kind of tournaments. I think that's best played out when you look at the fact the Americans had... Uh, 26 circle entries but could only manage three penalty corners and all of them in the second quarter yeah they, they'd be upset I think at their showing in the tournament and uh, go away and have, a, have a, a think about it it's not that they didn't play well no not at all it, it, you know, that, was, that was a tight tough group there you know yeah it was uh, we should probably have a, a listen to their captain now and see how she felt about it all how does the U.S. move forward now? Um, we kind of put on some bandages and potentially clean up the areas that we need to clean up, maybe have a really tough meeting and tough conversations and, yeah, try to rebuild. Yeah, not a happy camper, I wouldn't think. No, no. And, of course, uh, the goal scorers there, Rani scored for India and uh, um, the U.S. goal scorer that opened the goal scoring was... Caitlin Van Sickle, I believe. No, not Caitlin Van Sickle. It was uh, Margot uh, Paolino. Paolino, that's right, on 11 minutes. Yeah, they got in early. Yeah, they they got that early goal, but they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't get that second one, could they? It was interesting to hear from Rani about the focus on fitness and that, that being a big change there within the Indian setup. So um, it looks like they're ready for anything, and on they march off to, over to the, the crossovers. And uh, talking about marching on, it wasn't quite uh, perhaps the result they wanted, but the Irish girls put up a, a great performance against England in the, the last game of the day. Uh, they went down 1-0, a goal that was scored in the 53rd minute of the game uh, by number 18, that's Giselle Ansley, and uh, off a penalty corner. Would have been. A, I didn't manage to get to see this game. It looked like being a really tight tussle, but some of the... St- statistics show up that it was perhaps more of a domination from England Yeah, certainly domination of possession, Ireland played a very compact, tight, defensive game Aisha McFerrin was fantastic um, at the back but yeah, I think the big thing about that game was the Irish were so pleased to be playing against England in England, a packed house there at Lee Valley Um, and we heard from Alison Meek 
That's right. You are you are through in first place, straight to the quarterfinals. We are. Yeah. What a joy. Um. Do you know what? What a what a pleasure to be here and to experience what we just experienced there is is something special that I don't think any of us will ever forget. To play in a packed stadium. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's what dreams are made of. Um. And it's something we all aspire to to play the number two in the world. Um. You know, past Olympic gold medalists. It's it's just phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? And then to come out of it on top of our group. Look, what what more could we ask for? Do you know what I mean? We're living the dream here. What can we see from Hockey Ireland in the quarterfinals? Uh, look, much more to come. I think a lot, of, lot more imagination, creativity, and just again enjoying the experience. We're only here, you know, to enjoy the hockey, to to lap it up, and who knows, you know. Anything's possible, Alison. Anything's possible. Just before we get to some comments from Maddie Hinch and Susanna Townsend. Uh, the domination of the statistics there for England. 39 circle entries, uh, 31 shots on target and 15 penalty corners. The Irish, on the other hand, 9 circle entries, 4 shots on target and 3 penalty corners, all of which came in the third quarter. Possession was 62% in favour of England and Ireland at 38%. And as much as I praise the Irish for their efforts and uh, their defensive grit... They've got to get a bit more of the ball and start mate, getting those circle penetrations and, and getting those shots on goal. We look from the pool games, though. Ireland what, conceded two goals in the pool games, yep. and England conceded two goals in the in the pool games. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Well, yeah, they, very tight. They, yep, they defend very, very, very well. But I think now, should we have a listen to uh, what Matty Hinch had to say after the game? Um, job done, I would say. Uh, I think there was a huge amount of pressure on us today, and I think uh, we showed that tournament hockey is sometimes a bit tough, and you've got to ride through it. And um, like we say, job done, and we can start again now. Certainly, is a job done for the English, at least to get to this stage. You know, I'm surprised that they're actually in the crossover. I thought they'd top their pool, but they're still in the game, and they're a good enough team to make anything possible. That's right. They'll continue to grow into the tournament, and uh, like you said, and like anything is possible. And we also heard from Susanna Townsend. Do England need to be a bit more direct at times? Um, no, not necessarily. We were definitely, thank you. We're creating the chances, and and that is the most important thing. I think we're a very professional team. We ha- you can't forget how good at defending we are, and and we have been very good at defending the whole tournament as well. And. I think for us, you can look at direct. It's we're very good at keeping the ball, and we move teams around, and and we're not going to change anything in that respect. No. I'm what worked well in uh, with, with, with regards to your game plan? Um, to be honest, patience. We we knew we pretty much predicted that they would sit deep. Um, we would have we, we would have they we were them playing against us today, and and the the trick is well the the sort of not the trick but the the worrying thing is when you go up against that is that you try and force it so we we kept the ball very well in the middle and we made them run and credit to them they didn't necessarily step out to try and intercept it but we didn't also force those passes so we made them do a lot of running today and we start to our game plan and they did stick to that game plan and it got them the victory in the end and ensured their berth in the crossover finals, uh, just before we leave those games and talk about the pools, Matt, I have noticed a, a slight increase in the number of naughty chair indiscretions going on, and I think we might see that number rise in the next couple of games as well. 13 yellow cards and 47 greens thus far in the tournament. Yeah, well, there was a, 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 well, a small increase yesterday over what has seemed to be the tournament average so far. We'll keep an eye on that. What does that mean for the pools? Matt, you've got all that information. 
Well, I certainly have, and I guess um, the most important thing is is to find out the teams that have gone through and who they're going to be playing. In Pool A, Netherlands top, Italy second, South Korea third, China fourth, going home. Pool B, Ireland first, England second, India third, United States going home. We already knew Germany topped Pool C and South Africa on their way out yesterday. Likewise with Japan in Pool D on the way home. So here we go, John. In our crossover games starting later on today, we have uh, Belgium versus Spain to start things off, followed by Argentina versus New Zealand. The winner of the Belgium-Spain game goes through to play against Germany in the quarter. The winner of the Argentina-New Zealand game goes on to play Australia in the quarterfinals. And then the other other side, we've got England versus South Korea um, playing tomorrow. Winner of that game takes on the Netherlands in the quarters and Italy versus India, they'll take on Ireland in the quarterfinals. Uh, those games tonight getting underway at 6pm local time in London and 8.15pm for the late game. That Argentina-New Zealand game, that's looking like it's going to be a bit of a cork. What's that, three versus four in the world? And uh, Spain and Belgium, that, uh, that promises to be a bit of a goal fest actually. <laughs> Well, just on, on the New Zealand-Argentina game, the last time they played off um, in a big game was the World League Finals in New yeah. Zealand, the, the Sentinel World League Finals. They beat Argentina 2-1 in that game in the, in the quarterfinals. New Zealand went on to the final, and they lost 3-0 to the Netherlands in the final. Now, Belgium versus Spain, um, the last time they played against each other was in the, 20, in the big competition was the 2017 Euros. Belgium beat Spain 2-1. Um, in the pool, they went on to the final. They lost in that final. Who did they lose to, John? Uh, tell me. The Netherlands and three <laughs> nil. <laughs> this is the end of the, the side of the tournament now, John. Where everything matters. You've it got does. to win. You're, you're, in, you're into shootouts at the end of the game if it's a draw. Um, and uh, I wouldn't mind betting we see a couple of the remaining games sorted out that way. How are you feeling about team's chances now? Still, obviously, the Netherlands had a real good hit out again yesterday. Um, I think Germany are a real sleeping... You know, they're, they're just waiting in the wings to catch people out. And, you know, Argentina can never be knocked... If they get it right on the day of their attack, they'll beat anybody. Well, look, Germ- Germ- if Germany beat the winner of Belgium versus Spain, then they're next up against the winner of Ireland versus either Italy or India. So they're going to be fancying their chances um, to to make it through that semi and get through to the final. So on that side of the draw, like you say, I think they look very, very strong. On the other side of the draw, England, South Korea are going to meet in the Netherlands. Um, you know, could could it be England versus the Netherlands and that be the very first test for the Netherlands? Um, and then like, likewise, we've got the potential of Argentina and New Zealand versus Australia. Any one of those three could go through to a semi. So it's one of those three against England or the Netherlands. So it's really hard in that top end of the draw. The bottom end, I think, uh, yeah, Germany and Ireland would be the, the teams that would be fancying their chances there. Oh, look, I just can't wait to see it. It has been a fantastic coverage from everybody involved there, the BT Sport team. I've really enjoyed it. And some of the camera work and angles has been fantastic. And we're going to start seeing some of these new innovations creep in as well over the coming finals. In technology, it's going to be fantastic. Now, if you are on social media, do give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, 
and Twitter, all at the reverse stick. Check out thehockeyfamily.com. That's who this is being brought to you in partnership with. And follow the Hockey Family on all the socials. Thanks so much to Teo on the ground for getting the interviews for us. And don't forget to keep using that hashtag HWC2018. And tell all your mates, this is the exciting part of the World Cup coming up now. It is. Uh, you're going to be catching as much as you can? I'm, as, as long as I can fit three or four hours sleep in a night, John, then I'm there. <laughs> yeah, that's been a bit of a problem lately for both of us, hasn't it? It's been a stretch. <laughs> oh, only a few days to go, mate, and it's all for a good cause because the hockey's fantastic. I'll speak to you again face-to-face tomorrow. Great stuff, mate, and we'll speak to all of you for at show 11. Oh, he's gone. We'll be back for show 11 tomorrow.